Business Desk Today is the podcast for New Zealand business leaders. Your daily business briefing from the team at businessdesk.co.nz. Kia ora and welcome to Business Desk Today, the daily podcast bringing you our top stories for the day ahead. It's Tuesday the 3rd of October. I'm your host, Murray Jones. Later, we'll take a look at home loans in arrears and small businesses going under stateside. But first, dairy prices are tipped to rise in this week's global dairy auction, which is good news for farmers battling higher costs. Rebecca Howard reports that ANZ Bank is expecting another good-sized bounce of at least 5% as offshore buyers look to be showing renewed interest. The auction takes place overnight on Tuesday. Dairy prices lifted 4.6% in the prior auction two weeks ago, boosted by a 4.6% lift in whole milk powder. The futures market is expecting increases across the board at the auction. BNZ senior economist Doug Steele said indicators suggest another decent price gain is likely, which would see prices push further away from their mid-August lows. He said concern around milk supply might be entering more mines as early season NZ milk production has struggled and weather forecasters' recent declaration of an El Nino weather event commands caution on the outlook through spring and summer. According to Fonterra, New Zealand milk production was down 2.1% on a litres basis in August, compared to the same period the year before. Up next, um, Prime Minister Chris Hipkins was a keynote speaker at the India Business Summit in Auckland on Thursday, where he repeated his promise to visit India within 100 days. Like Hipkins, National Party leader Christopher Luxon has also promised to visit India, voicing support for the kind of energetic diplomacy which saw Australia secure its early harvest trade agreement deal. Standing in for Luxon at the summit was Nationals trade spokesperson Todd McClay, who put a number of other ideas on the table, including making sure every key minister and senior government official knows their counterpart in India. He also wanted to supercharge New Zealand trade and enterprises' work in India, instead of following exporters, as the organisation has often been accused of doing. He wanted it to be focused on growing new trade opportunities in India, even if the exporters weren't currently there. Traditionally, India has been well down on New Zealand's priority list of relationship, given the country's traditional hostility to free trade and its attitude to rolling back protections on agriculture and dairy. But now both major parties have made some serious commitments to growing the relationship. Speakers during the summit had a bevy of statistics at their fingertips to illustrate why New Zealand businesses and politicians want to figure out a way to form a closer relationship with India. Three billionaires are created every month, 70,000 babies are born there every day, and the world's fastest growing large economy with annual GDP growth tracking at more than 7% per year. But can either political party follow through on their promises? Log on to businessdesk.co.nz to read Dilipa Fonseca's full analysis of the promises made at the summit. Now, time for a quick ad break. Welcome back. And there were 18,600 mortgage accounts passed due in August, up 28% on the year before, many of them due to be refixed in the next 12 months. Data from Credit Bureau Centrics shows that new mortgage borrowing increased by 2% year-on-year for the month, but the number of borrowers in arrears was at 1.25% of all mortgages in September. That's been relatively steady through this year, but it's still well up on 
0.98% recorded the same time last year. There were 1.49 million mortgages held during August, some of them multiple home loan account holders. Centric's figures show the average mortgage was $489,117, up about $8,000 per account over the past six months, with 5.4% having reverted to interest-only payments. And our last story, Ruth Simon of the Wall Street Journal reports that in the US, small business bankruptcy filings are rising this year, a signal that increased interest rates, tighter lending standards, and higher operating costs are straining entrepreneurs. At the same time, some government aid programs that helped entrepreneurs through the COVID-19 pandemic have ended. The Federal Reserve's efforts to slow inflation by raising interest rates have been particularly painful for small businesses, which tend to operate with thinner profit margins and smaller cash reserves than larger companies. Bankruptcy petitions are just one sign of financial stress. Small business loan delinquencies and defaults have edged upwards since June 2022 and are now above pre-pandemic averages, according to Equifax. An index tracking small business owners' confidence ticked down slightly in September, driven by heightened concerns about the economy, according to a survey of more than 750 small businesses. 52% of respondents believe that the country is approaching or in a recession, said the survey by Vistage Worldwide, a business coaching and peer advisory firm. A reminder that Business Desk subscribers have access to the Wall Street Journal's high-quality business and financial news, analysis and opinion. Finally, a look to the markets and New Zealand's benchmark share index edged lower while cancer diagnostics firm Pacific Edge experienced another share price tumble. The S&P NZX50 index fell 53.1 points, or 0.5%, to 11,243.29. Turnover was a very light $57.8 million. There were 59 gainers and 78 decliners on the main board. That's all from us today. Have a great Tuesday.